Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? Thechairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Did you just say? You went to push yeah, it? Yeah, salt and pepper. Push it real good. Wild card, bitches! Yeah! Hi, everyone. <laughs> Usually you get the big hello and welcome today. Hello. Well, of course, I was getting there. Sup? Whose show is this? Whose show is this? You have your own show, Greg. We're literally spending a whole month celebrating your show. Uh, in a roundabout is, way, maybe. <laughs> that's the truth. That's like hashtag truth. That's like, that's, that's. <laughs> Are you really fucking with me right now? Are you fucking with me? See, I don't have sound bites from the other movie. So I'm going to just play sound yes, bites yes. from we'll, the original We'll work one. on that. We'll work on that. Hello, everyone. And welcome to another edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. I am your host, the Twitterless heroine herself, ring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants herself, the most professional podcaster, and most importantly, the Queen of Sauce Style, Miranda Morales, here with you once again for another week of fabulous, fabulous content. I'm joined by the Kingpin himself. I don't know if you know this, but he's also a wrestling promoter. The unstoppable one, Greg DeMarco. Some of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet are on that plane. We I haven't here. Played, I haven't played some of Yes, here. Well, this is... We are okay. here. I have to ask the listeners and the viewers to envision this. Envision that, that Miranda Morales and I are on an airplane. Some of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet are on that plane. There you go, right there. Damn right. What plane is it? Money plane. That's what plane it is. Because that's... All of this is money. Because we money. Money plane. Money. Yeah, yeah. We're here for another edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show, which is part of the Chairshot Radio Network, which you can find on thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Not only can you find us, thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head money plane money money plane. this is one thing i don't have from the show money 
gives me so much. Oh no! Oh, you're back. Yes, I'm back. I'm back. back I'm back. Yes, not only can you find us on the Chairshot Radio Network, but you can also find us on your favorite favorite podcast streaming platform like iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and so much more. If you can stream it, you could probably listen to this podcast and others from the Chairshot Radio Network. We are also filming. We're recording videos, so you can find the video portion of this at the Chairshot's YouTube page. Make sure you are watching this week's episode because it's going to be a crazy one. I'll get into this week's topic in just a few seconds. But Greg, how's it going? It's going. It's 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 crazy. Um, actually, so I, you don't even notice. I did not go to CrossFit today. I skipped CrossFit. It's Tuesday, by the Shocking. way. Shocking. I know. And the reason why is because I literally around like three or whatever, maybe like four. I was just like, damn, dude, I felt so dehydrated. And I don't know if it's the heat or what, but I had I gone to CrossFit, I probably wouldn't be recording right now. I probably I probably would have fallen out. And so it is getting yeah. hot out here in the West Coast, especially in Arizona. We're finally hitting triple digits, so it's important to stay hydrated. I absolutely feel that in a day to day basis, where now I have to up my water game. Me so. Too. I completely understand. It's still shocking because Greg does not miss a day of CrossFit Yo, hardly it ever. It sucked to not go, but I was like, man, this could get real bad. And yep. and then I also don't, you know, try not to miss podcast recordings. And so I couldn't let that happen, especially what with what we're gonna do today. So I mean, come on now. Like we already had to wait a week to do it. So couldn't mm-hmm. wait another yes. week. But no, it's all good. Get drinking, you gotta up the water intake and we'll make sure that we're we're good to go. Moving forward. Well, a big thank you to the trio at Tripulka Wrestling Media for being my guests on last week's episode. We had a great time doing our AEW Double or Nothing predictions. If you've seen my social media at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook, I posted a clip of uh, me explaining to Alex Omar and Gerardo Uh, what we call LOL Cody wins and explaining that to them. And as we've done before uh, on the baby face heel podcast, on many iterations of what the Greg DeMarco show has been on this podcast, the hashtag Miranda show, you know, I had to educate them on LOL Cody wins, which uh, came true. Uh, We talked about it a little bit this week too, on the baby face heel podcast. So uh, a great conversation with them, uh, with our predictions also, just getting to talk with them about uh, the Trifulco Wrestling Media Group, the content that they have worldwide, especially reaching uh, Spanish-speaking countries in Latin America, and just that presence and focus of uh, Spanish speakers and wrestling fans having content that's specifically for them, but also them branching out into English content. They have some great interviews and they're just a great trio of gentlemen that I really enjoy getting to do cast with. I also did a crossover episode with them on Trifuco Wrestling Media on their page where we talk about some wrestling hot topics, including whose title reign are we most excited for, most invested in, I will present this to you, and I have an idea. You, I already know this answer, Greg, but one of our topics was, whose title reign are you most invested in, Roman Reigns or Kenny Omega's? 
Oh my god! Like that's just like, I mean, that's not even fair. Like, like seriously, like how do you? I don't even know how how somebody can come and do that. Here comes the big dog. Like it's Roman Reigns all around. Like yes. even if I was a bigger Kenny Omega fan, I'd still be hard pressed to not pick Roman Reigns for that question mm-hmm. because it's just it's is a program like for the ages at this point. Yeah, it really is. And we talk more about that and other topics um, on Trifulca Wrestling Media's podcast, which you can also find on Facebook. Uh, they are also on all major podcast streaming platforms, pretty much everywhere. That's Trifulca, T-R-I-F-U-L-C-A, Trifulca Wrestling Media. Um, and check them out. You can also check them out on last week's episode of the Hashtag Miranda Show. Uh, you know, it's always nice. I always joke how, you know, it's nice when Greg isn't around because he doesn't just supersede me and override my own show. Pretty much. But I have a feeling that this week's episode is going to be really entertaining because we're going to be doing something a little different this week. The second time ever we've done this. Ever. Ever. Second How time often we've ever done happen? this. Is that something on a weekly podcast happens for the second time ever. Are you really fucking with me right now? Are you fucking with me? And there are some clues that Greg's sprinkling in here and there. And that is a movie review. We are going to be doing a review of Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead that came out recently on Netflix. It's been talked about all over the wrestling world, maybe for some not so great reasons, when they had the Lumberjack match uh, just earlier uh, this summer, like uh, just about a month ago. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. Um, and what? Oh my gosh! I even forgot the paper. At WrestleMania backlash. WrestleMania backlash. Yep. WrestleMania backlash uh, during the Miz's uh, match with a Damian Priest. It was lumberjacked by zombies. Everyone lost their minds over it. So had to see what. And the here we do. are, three or four yep. weeks later, and everybody's fine. Everybody's fine. And the movie itself, I mean, Army of the Dead, is becoming one of the most streamed movies in Netflix, not only just now, but it's seemingly in the history of Netflix. Um, so it's growing in popularity. It's all over the place, memes, content, everything. So it looks like it was a pretty good investment for both army of the dead and WWE. WWE probably also got some dinero out of it. So what's the harm? Well, we're going to go more into the movie that's taken the world, even the wrestling world by storm. We're going to give our thoughts. And in the end, we're going to give, you know, a little bit of a ranking to see uh, out of the two movies we have reviewed, which one we think is better. And of course the wrestling tie-in with one Dave Batista um, who stars in this movie, but we'll sprinkle in some thoughts, some facts, all of that. We're going to be doing Dave. It's me. Dave. In just a few minutes. But before we do that, Greg, I need your help in doing something. Do you? Do you? Yes, I do. I know. I give you so much crap when you're not here and how it's so nice when you're not around. But, you know, you're always there. You're always there to do the one thing I need you to do when I need you to do it. Which is? And that is... To wind it up. It's time! Yes, it is indeed time for you 
to go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your very own chair shot t-shirt today. When you go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot, you're going to find over 25 different t-shirt designs supporting the chair shot.com and also impact zone wrestling. Yes. Don't forget impact zone wrestling based out of Tempe, Arizona has t-shirts available at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. You can customize your order with different designs, different colors, and different styles. Yes, including soft style. There you can find the Queen of Soft Style t-shirt, my own personal t-shirt that I very near and dear to my heart. And yes, you can order it in soft style. Now is the time to do it. You can order in a sleeveless soft style or regular soft style too. So we got you covered for whatever season, especially if it's getting hotter. I recommend the sleeveless soft style t-shirt. You're going to be comfortable and stylish. So go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your t-shirt today. That is prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. And that's my cue. That's your well, that's just me if you're around. if you're listening to this, then this may not make sense. But again, if you're watching this, it makes perfect sense. It wasn't even meant to be a cue. I just did that with the music. And, and I do want to say sleeveless, soft style, and lots of water. That's what you got to do right now. Mm-hmm. Lots of water. Stay right, hydrated. Don't be like me cool. and not be hydrated enough. Stay soft style. It's so good. Let it, learn it, love it. Yes. So we're going to be reviewing Army of the Dead by Zack Schneider. As I mentioned, it's available on Netflix now. I just want to mention this is implied but i just want to throw this out there spoiler alert we are going to be going through the entire movie we're going to be going into the movie in depth especially in certain scenes so if you have not watched the movie before and you don't want it to be spoiled go ahead pause this and go watch the movie and then come back or just accept the fact that we're going to spoil the movie for you and then watch it either way yeah, I mean, that's, and I've done that before where I haven't seen a movie and I've listened to the review or I've read the review first and then I decide if I want to watch it. It's okay, but I just have to put it out there that this is going to be full of spoilers. We're going to be talking about the entire movie. So if you don't want to know, then just either pause this and go and watch it or just deal with the fact that we're going to spoil it. I feel like you should just listen to us so that way you get an idea of what you're getting into. Cause this movie is a lot. Ironically a lot enough, it was, it was Dave Batista who in wrestling coined the phrase deal with it. And yet here we are yeah. dealing with it, dealing with it. Yeah. So do what Dave Batista says and deal with it. Deal with it. Dave. With it. It's me, Dave. I feel like that so, one's going to get a lot of play today. I don't know. It's going to get <laughs> money. Plan. So great. I know 
one of the reasons why you were very interested in this movie is because it was described as a zombie movie uh, mixed with Ocean's Eleven. Yes, Zombie Ocean's Eleven is exactly how it was described to me. Now, without spoiling anything yet, do you feel like this movie accomplished that? No. (laughs) Honestly, and, and, and I say this as a fan of heist movies, it was way more zombie Italian job than it was zombie Ocean's Eleven. Okay. It's, it's, yes, That's they were a robbing a vault, but it was really in the plan, the execution, and the cast. It was way more zombie Italian job than Zombie Ocean's Eleven. And I think that's that's an interesting analysis: a zombie Italian job versus zombies Ocean Eleven. There you go. That's in the great words of Greg DeMarco. That's that could be the words that he sums up. We're not summing it up yet. We're actually going to get right into the beginning of it because as this movie starts it definitely already leaves so many questions and also silliness begins. So essentially this movie begins out in the Nevada desert outside of Las Vegas, where our car crash happens, where a army convoy is delivering this super secret package, super secret mission. Uh, They have no idea what they're delivering, but they're heading out to somewhere, possibly Area 51. Who knows? That's part of the theories out there. It crashes into another car and the package is compromised. And once the army uh, soldier reports that back to base, the base pretty much tells them to get the hell out of there. Don't don't even don't try. Just just go. And of course. In every horror movie, there's dumb people and they decide to stay. And soon enough, the package unveils itself and it is a zombie, though they don't know what it is. It's this kind of deformed, decrepit person that is super pissed. Right. And just like (laughs) attacks everybody. Is it really super pissed? Does it have emotions? I don't know. Yes, because we're going to get into this. Like, there, the, we well, got yeah. the hierarchies. This, is this what, one had emotions. As, this one had emotions. This one had emotions. And emotionally, he was pissed. He was pissed that, you know, he was getting taken somewhere. He had the hookup. So it's obvious that he was somehow genetically modified or right. tested on because you saw that he had these patches all over his chest, which made it seem like he was being monitored at some point. And that the military had some interest in in him. So two people end up escaping Mm -hmm. for a short period of time until the zombie finds him and then does one of two things. The first one, he just rips off the jaw of one soldier. Uh, No biting, which then also makes me wonder what happens next. And the second guy, he just bites. So they're both dead. Um, And they both turn into zombies and they end up following this, what we end up calling the alpha to Mm -hmm. the great lights and big city of Las Vegas. And that's how the movie starts. Now I'm wondering in zombie logic, I don't know if you know this, Greg, but um, as far as bird law, I'm also familiar with, I'm Mm -hmm. also very familiar with zombie logic. I've been a zombie movie fan for like literally ever. I was obsessed with zombies starting with Michael Jackson's thriller video. And ever since then, I've watched every zombie movie that I have. So everybody knows a few things about zombies. One is how you kill them. It's always headshot. And that's the one thing they didn't do. They shot them up in the body, but not in the head. Second, how does the zombie get transmitted is usually in a bite. 
the first guy he ends up killing, he just rips his jaw off. So I don't know how that transformation happens. He's just dead. Uh, but anyways, but that's how the movie starts. Uh, what was your initial thoughts as far as that opening scene? It definitely confirmed the level of like corniness that this movie was going to have and, and level of, of camp that, that we would find. Um, and at that point, if you didn't know what you were in for, then I don't know what you were thinking, but yeah, yeah it was, it was like, okay, this is not like, I don't, it definitely, I think I might've personally set the bar higher than I should have. Cause I was like, okay, wait a minute. All right. Now I, it's like when I, you know, I criticize people watching WWE. I'm like, you obviously don't know what you're watching. At this point, I knew exactly yeah. what I was watching. Well, and if you didn't know what you were watching at that point, then the whole opening sequence happens with the music behind it. And that's when things get fucking crazy. That's, and it was one of the crazy. longest open, like, yeah, I was really just was. like, are we still doing this? Really? Opening and it was credits. like this weird takeoff on the song. There were a lot of weird takeoffs on songs in this yeah. movie. And I was just like, uh, well, okay. So the full opening credits is a Liberace impersonator on a piano as the world is going to shit singing Viva Las Vegas. And as we talk about the world going to shit, it means people getting chased by zombies. One thing I did tell Greg in this, especially for the sequence, is don't let the kiddos watch because there was some brief nudity. Ah, um, you know, as, and I said that I... <laughs> Kind of watched this a second time around with my parents, which was a very kind of at that point gets awkward Mm -hmm. when I I don't know about your kids, but it's weird for me when I see naked people on television with my parents. Now you're a grown woman, but no on and and just to confirm, because I looked this part up because I swore up and down when I heard that opening song that it was Richard Cheese which is a famous lounge singer that covered a lot of songs like heavy metal songs, stuff like that. And it was yes, in fact, Richard yes, and it, yes, because he did the same thing for the same opening for the remake of Dawn of the Dead, the okay. exact same. And he also did a full sequence in the movie as well. So if you've ever seen the opening for the remake of Dawn of the Dead, also a Zack Snyder mm-hmm. film. So again, this is a second zombie film. So right. he's already kind of utilizing tropes and things that he's done before. He pretty much cop- copy and paste what he did in Dawn of the Dead to this. By the way, this is going to be great for people watching. There is a fly. Yes. The Greg fly the did fly make a brief be... appearance at the end of the Babyface Heal podcast. Oh, did I? I didn't see it at the end of that. But it yes, will be making an appearance today. We're going to be fighting, me and the fly. So, yeah. It's a sub-story of the episode of this. Subs- yes, yes. It's a sub-story of, of this Greg versus podcast. The fly. So, yes, and pretty much in the opening credits, not only do you see it kind of beginning, but you also see kind of how the streets of Las Vegas, specifically the Strip, get flooded with zombies. And then all of the attempts that the government makes to eliminate them with bomb shooters, eventually also how all of the main characters, well, most of them, at least the initial trio, get together and how they meet each other and how they, you know, rescue people uh, from the zombie apocalypse. The opening credits wind down, you start to see what the solution they end up coming up with as far as the government is creating a barrier around and pretty much uh, taking all of the zombies and containing them in that area. And uh, unfortunately, one of the members of the original group 
just as they're about to escape, ends up getting smushed, her and her daughter. Right. But, you know, essentially to save the, to save everyone, you have to, mm-hmm. you know, squish them uh, with the shipping containers. And that's the barrier around is shipping containers around uh, the, the Las Vegas Strip. And that is what is containing all of these zombies from having them spread all over Las Vegas and eventually the rest of the United States and possibly the world. You never know. You never Can know. They swim? Can they swim? You know about zombie law. Can they swim? Um, no. So a lot of them can walk underwater, okay. uh, but they cannot swim. So they'll definitely be like in the trenches or just like kind of be able to walk underwater, uh, but they cannot swim. It doesn't matter because they're in the desert. Right. No. But yes. if they eventually were going to expand throughout the world, they'd either have to swim, get on a boat or fly. So, ooh, and if they got on a plane, it could be money plane. And then we got a crossover. We got a crossover. And then, and then it happens. I'm pretty sure there's a zombies on a plane. Oh, there's been like a zombies on every type of transportation. Enough is um, enough. I have had it with these motherfucking snakes zombies on this motherfucking plane. I'm Everybody sure strap in. Something. I'm about to open the fucking window. All right, there you go. So then as far as the premise of the movie, Dave Bautista is the lead character. He's one of the people who survived the initial uh, zombie apocalypse. You know, many years later, he's just living this very simple life as a fry cook at a small restaurant. And he gets approached by a character whose name is Bly Tanaka. And if anyone recognizes him, he's also had a big summer. The the uh, actor, he's also played Scorpion in mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat. I did not notice that until a, a little bit afterward. But yes, uh, so essentially Scorpion for Mortal Kombat comes up to Dave Batista and tells him, I have all this money in this casino. I've already gotten the insurance payout, so I already have it. But it's just sitting there. So it's untraceable. It's uh, untrackable. It's, you know, untaxable, you know, and as as Batista mentions, untouchable because it's in the middle of a zombie fucking apocalypse. So he tells them if he can get this money, he can get $50 million. There's 20 or $200 million. He can get a cut of $50 million. And at first, Batista's kind of unsure about it. But upon thinking about it, that's a lot of fucking money. And he's just going to take it because why not? $50 million. And as we see throughout the story, it gets kind of divided up oddly. In <laughs> yeah, not even. All of, his, all of the not team evenly. members. But he decides to take Blight Tanaka's uh, offer and will do the job. But it's also up to him to assemble a team. Tanaka tells him really the two essential characters, people that he needs is a helicopter pilot and a locksmith, someone who can or, or someone who could break the the safe, which is also a bad sign because if it's his casino and his money and he doesn't have the code to it, that was already a sign that things were not on the up and up. Right. So he first ends up going back to the well, he goes back to uh, his original crew with one of the few people he still has um, alive, and that's Maria, his former teammate, someone he used to, you know, fight all these zombies with. He's the first one that, or she's the first one that he approaches, and though she is a little hesitant and thinks this plan is ridiculous, she is on board. Of course, she is. She's up next. They yes. find their third original trio, um, and that's Vanderroe. Um, he is the doctor of philosophy. 
Luffy that plays a role later on. Uh, and they bring him on board. And his thought on this is he thinks it will be cathartic. He can't really stop thinking about those experiences. It's very traumatic. You know, why not? And he offers him a pretty good sum of money to, to start. So, yes, is you know, two core people. His rider dies with him. And then they expand out to fill the rest of the team. They then have to go and, and I might be getting some of this order wrong, but, you know, it's the recruitment process. Just like in any great heist movie, you start assembling the team. You find, you know, the safe breaker, the code cracker in Dieter, who is, you know, amazed by this. Actually, the first person they go and check, I forgot about this, is the helicopter pilot. Um, and that's Peter's. Uh, played by Tignataro, who I love in this role. Very entertaining. She's the first one who's approached, and she gets offered $2 million. And doesn't so even want she, to know what it is. She didn't even want to know. She just said her life is shit. She doesn't care. $2 million would help change things drastically, so she'll do it. Here's the best thing um, about that, and, and I'm sure yes. maybe you're going to talk about it later, maybe you're not. I don't know. The fact that she's not really in the movie, it makes it even better. Yes. So that was one of the things I wasn't sure if you had had heard, but this is oh, yeah, that's like that one of the big ones out. out there right now. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, is that Tig was not a part of the original cast. Another person had been filmed already in this role. So a lot of this filming happened already in 2019. And one of the other things, uh, again, kind of the correlations to this is this was filmed in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um, and there's definitely scenes in this that are very familiar. If you've been there or know that the restaurant that Dave Batista mm -hmm. works at, Lucky Boy, is a real restaurant um, that's open and has seen a lot of people come in and, and its popularity has grown over the past few weeks since the movie has come out. Um, but the movie was already filmed in 2019 in Albuquerque and they recasted the role of Peters uh, for, and, and Tig ended up in this role and they did a they filmed all of her scenes independently after the movie was done in 2020 right. and they CGI'd her. Like, they did, did a great job. And, and they did a great job. It wasn't until the second time that I saw this, I noticed that. And a lot of the camera angles to mm -hmm. the way that Zack Schneider filmed this was very fuzzy. And, you know, like there was ways that you could see that, you know, things were out of focus. Uh, which they did a lot of so, anyway, which got kind of annoying, yes. to be honest with you. But it's Zack Snyder. It's Zack Snyder, so that's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. I mean, and also, you had yeah. to. Like, Chris D'Elia was no, – he, he's untouchable at this point. He's, you can't cast him mm -hmm. in anything. So, it's, yeah. I mean, it was probably worth the money that it cost to do this because people would have gone nuts, especially in cancel culture, if he were in the movie. And I think she fit really well in oh, yeah. this. You know, she's also a comedian just like Chris is. And so um, she has a really dry, sarcastic sense of humor. And I just think it, it, you know, she just fit really well in with the rest of the cast. She didn't even film any of her other uh, scenes with the cast. Mm -hmm. um, these were things that she recorded independently. I think it was the initial scene where they're on the rooftop is uh, when they actually get to the casino. That is the only scene where she's filmed with somebody else. But everyone else, especially Dave Batista, who said, I'd love to meet Tig. I've never met her. But they have some great scenes in the movie together. Yeah, it's kind of weird, but yeah. Yes. So then they recruit. So, yes, uh, Peters is the helicopter pilot. She gets offered two million. Then Dieter, who is the safe cracker. I think he gets five hundred thousand. Yeah, I think he so. gets that half a million. Right. 
then they bring in. And he's fantastic, uh, by the way. He's fantastic. Oh, yeah. He's great. great. Love him. Love Dieter. Love him. Then they recruit Mikey Guzman, who is this kind of social media YouTuber that is infamous for being able to have a great kill shot with zombies, being able to kill multiple zombies with one bullet. Um, He gets, I don't know, like less than that. Pretty much the sum of the of the money gets cut down. I think 100,000 keeps getting smaller Um, and smaller. Yeah. Yeah, it gets smaller and smaller. He recruits a, a few people as well. Um, and then they all end up meeting uh, Bly Tanaka at, at the rail yards. Again, this is a, a location in Albuquerque, the rail yards. And that's when Bly goes over what the plan is. Pretty much they have to sneak into the restricted zone in the Las Vegas Strip, go into the casino, crack the code, open the safe, and get the money. And then there's a helicopter that's already abandoned on the top of the casino and that they can go up, get into the helicopter, fly off, albeit before this huge bomb is to set off that's going to pretty much dis- disintegrate Las Vegas and kill all of the zombies. So there's a timeline the to July. this especially. On the 4th of July. On the 4th of July. Yeah. Because why not, right? When else could it so be? Why, why not? In there, we also see uh, that Mikey brings in one of his friends, Chambers, uh, who is part of the team. And then we also see Mr. Tanaka's head of security, Martin, uh, who's played by an actor, who's also been on Fear of the Walking Dead. So he's actually someone who's been, he actually, his character was just killed off Fear of the Walking Dead just a few weeks ago. So if anyone has seen Fear of the Walking Dead, you know uh, Martin's character. It's also very different than his character in Fear of the Walking Dead, where he's much more, if we're going to put it in wrestling terms, a baby face in Fear of the Walking Dead. Not here. Here, heel baby. Poodle, heel. So, they have to figure out how are we actually going to get in there. They know how they can get out. How are they going to get in? Well, Batista knows someone, and that is his daughter, Kate, who works as a volunteer in a quarantine zone. So surrounding as part of the quarantine or surrounding the, the city and all of these, uh, these uh, what did I just forgot the name of it, the big uh, shipping containers. Yeah is these kind of quarantine zones where they're holding people, pretty much not allowing them to integrate with society, kind of almost like a refugee type of camp. And um, they are not allowed, pretty much they've either been close to someone in contact or they're being observed to make sure that they don't integrate with the rest of the population. But a lot of people are being held much longer than needed because mm-hmm. as you know, a lot of people know, once you get bit by a zombie, the, the transformation happens pretty quickly. So she volunteers there and Batista goes to her and says, I need your help getting in. She reluctantly does um, and also introduces them to the coyote, Lily, who is part of the refugee camp. She's kind of has a reputation of being able to sneak people in and out without anybody noticing. So that's almost the final component of the team until you get to kind of the slimy uh a uh, security guard, not even a security mm-hmm. guard, um, there. But yeah, I don't know what he, what you would call him. But so when he was introduced, and I don't know if it was on purpose. It probably wasn't. But that was the most like, okay, this is our COVID scene where he's like taking temperatures, and 
And then, of course, quarantine. Like, really weird how that kind of worked. Like, we got people taking temperatures and quarantine mm-hmm. here in a movie that we're watching in 2021. Yeah, and it's a piece of, of power, you know, just like really just slimy, disgusting, rude, condescending threatening you know to report because they have a temperature range if you are outside of this temperature range above or below primarily below you could be considered infected and they could kill you so you know lily knows this though she knows she has a very specific purpose for him so he gets recruited and pretty much again as the the team grows the cost gets down i think she only offers him like twenty thousand dollars um yep, 20 grand and so he, he and he says fine i want to earn twenty thousand dollars so they get in so they I have a wish secret they passage kept going. i wish they would have huh? kept going i wish they would have kept going at some point they would have been like five bucks if you come in five like, bucks if you want to come a with shiny us. dime a shiny nickel could be yours so they get into the actual other side of the shipping containers, Las Vegas, the Strip, and they get to see what it is now, which is a barren, desolate place. Uh, once they start to go through, they have what they call the shamblers, which are more of just the really skinny, uh, pretty much broken, fairly like super dead of the dead as far as like not moving, right. uh, but kind of still alive. Uh, zombies and the coyote is really like as far as her role understands the logic and the environment of these zombies and so she's able to kind of break down what everyone needs to know and that includes the introduction of two main zombie characters one is valentine the lion uh so we had zombie tigers in here fascinating uh she's as described as one of siegfried and roy's tigers that got left behind which makes and sense now is a zombie very much and then we get introduced to the queen the queen zombie charlotte flair and yeah <laughs> not charlotte flair don't say that's that. what i thought of when i saw her i was like a charlotte flair like i literally no well if the zombie was blonde then yeah but i assumed if, i assumed at one point the zombie was no, you know, I mean, I think crime. if you're blonde, you could still see it. She, she had very dark hair, very dark hair. Uh, so they, the coyote has to end up making an offering. And that's where the security guard, Burke, comes in. She shoots him in the leg, ties him up, and explains to the group, look, this is not uh this this whole you know barrier between us and the zombies isn't to protect us it's this is to become their kingdom this is theirs now so we're entering in we have to offer a peace offering to them or sacrifice however you want to call it in order to you know uh make sure that they uh don't kill us or they'll allow us to kind of hang out here yeah kind of let us do. do our thing yes so that happens, and yes, Bert, the security guard, gets out of luck, and we see the queen super loud. I mean, like, for being a zombie, she's still, like, pretty awesome. Like, you get your first glimpse at the alpha zombie. So these are the zombies that have much more of a conscious emotions, thoughts. These are not just your typical, I just want to bite you. They have more advanced, you know, things happening. And the fact that they have this kind of bartering system or understanding of here's someone for you, leave us alone. 
is a very new concept with zombies. Most of the time, yes, they run in packs, but it's very mindless. They mm-hmm. run around. All they're searching for is humans. They just want to feed. But this one is very different, which was, you know, outside of the, the alpha, one of the first signs of like, this is going to be different. This this is definitely a, a different sign of of the time. So, you know, asshole got what he deserved. He gets, you know, you know, off. And not to mention, so I did also forget. So Batista's daughter, Kate, ends right. up joining the group because one of, you know, the people that she watches out it's for ended up name? sneaking in to, you know, with the 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 coyote ended up bringing her in. Um, so she, you know, feels responsible, wants to find her. And that was also, Gita, right? It was her name, Gita. Gita, yes, Gita. That's also when you know no one's coming out alive. Like no one's coming out alive. Kate, I like Kate ruined it. She just ruined it for everyone. (laughs) If that was my daughter, I'd be so pissed. I'd be like, you are pissing me off. And she actually does ruin it for everyone. I mean, spoiler alert. She really does ruin it for everyone. Like you already have that feeling when you meet her, just the fact that she's already, you know, already high and mighty. And like, she wants to take over this whole thing to go find some lady, but she ruins it. She ruins it for everyone. And oh, the irony of the one who ruined it for everyone. <laughs> so they the the peace offering sacrifice is accepted by the queen. They go off and pretty much the coyote says, we can't be out here. We have to go inside the casinos in order to get to where we need to go. So they do that while, you know, security guy gets taken to where all of the alphas are. And this is at the Olympus Hotel. We then get to see the alpha in his now more mature state as the leader of everything. We see the interaction between him and his queen. And we'll get to that a little bit later on. But you know they have some kind of romantic dynamic, some kind of Mm -hmm. level of king and queen. Everybody else, you know, is more of the followers. Um, and yeah, the guy gets bit and we don't see him for quite a while, but, uh, we'll see him later on, but you but understand you done, like, right. You'd assume he's done for. You assume he's done, but he only got one, but he got bit once that we and saw. then he was taken off. Yeah. So who knows what happens? We'll, we'll see maybe later, but we get to see like this alpha has this staff with a head, uh, that also has a kind of iron mask to it that, uh, we'll see later on as well. But we, you know, get to know, understand a little bit more of that dynamic, which again is also very rare. You don't see zombies that have interpersonal relationships. Uh, they they don't have a hierarchy. They don't think. So this takes zombieism to a whole other level. We get back to the group. They're inside this casino. And this is one of the more infuriating parts, I think, that from what I've seen of other reviews and fans, one of these logic-defying moments where, you know, people are like, what the F? And that's when they're going through the kitchen. They have these zombies. One, I was like, oh, hell no. Like, oh, hell no. Don't tell me what to do. I'm not going to do it. But these zombies are all still. They haven't been exposed to sunlight. Apparently, sunlight and noise will, you know, impact, you know, and, and kind of trigger them to move. Right. But they've been in, they're still. It's like mannequins, but they're going to bite you and kill you. So they all have to one-on-one slowly navigate their way through this kitchen to the other side um, without disturbing any of the zombies or else it goes to hell. Also during this time, one of the team members, and that's Chambers, 
realizes something's up with Martin. Again, he's Tanaka's security. Like he's kind of, nobody trusts him. He was brought onto this as kind of the eyes and ears for this super rich guy. Nobody trusts him. And Chamber starts to figure that out. And so Martin uses this as an opportunity to really get rid of her. And so, so no one else catches on. So she's all the way at the end of the line. She gets kind of left behind and misdirected by Martin and she gets stuck. And this is really for me thinking she's gone. She's gone. But she ends up John wicking the shit out of these zombies, killing all of them. And you literally think she's done. On top of Martin kind of misleading her in direction, he also closes a door behind her so she can't escape. And you just think she's done. She's done. But somehow she survives um, and she busts through this window to get to the rest of the group. And they're about, I don't know, 20 feet away from her. She's still being overran. She's Mm -hmm. killing all these zombies. And the group just kind of watching. Like, no one seemed to help her in this scene. I was like, why isn't anyone trying to help her? I think they thought she was already done for. And then she was surprised. And then, I mean, uh, you know, eventually she was. So, Yes. I mean, she was. Unfortunately, she did. She did die. But that's because and to her credit, she gave a good damn try to like escape all these zombies, like literally like the group was like super close to her. It wasn't like they couldn't run and try and help. And they all had a bunch of guns. Yeah, it was like a bunch of guns. They didn't use them until they, you know, shot her tank and blew everybody up. So, yeah, Yeah. fucking weird. Weird. Just that was one thing that was like that. This out of all the illogical things in this movie, that logic did not make. Did sense Martin maybe say that she had already been bit or something? I don't know. I'm not. I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I don't, I don't remember. So they continue to move on. They end up at the hotel. They find out what they're needing to find out. Uh, as far as they get there, um, they get to the safe. And Dieter starts to work. Now, the, the dynamic, too, between uh, Dieter and uh, Vandero, too, grows. I mean, that that's a perfect comedic pairing. I yes. love them. They're great. There's the time loop uh, theory that comes, because when you have a doctor of philosophy that's in the zombie apocalypse, it fucks up your mind. It's trippy. It's trippy. Super trippy. That would that would just freak me out. Uh, But also, as they're being distracted with opening the safe, Martin and the Coyote Lily go out. And apparently they've made a secret deal where uh, Lily has agreed to help Martin get what apparently was just supposed to be a vial of blood. So we find out his true intentions was to get some zombie blood or some kind of zombie DNA to then provide to Tanaka, who I think is working with the government or the military at this point. The real heist. Yes, the real heist. But we find out that, you know, Martin gets greedy and says, no, I don't want just a a vile blood. I'm going to get me more. And so what he does, he ends up luring in the queen who we know is the one who kind of goes out, does these business dealings. And he ends up capturing her and cutting off her head. And at that point, Lily's freaking out because she knows all hell's going to yeah. break loose. Now the alpha's going to come. He's going to find out that she's dead and we're all going to die. And guess what? That's what happened. That's pretty much what happened, yeah. That's pretty much, I mean, talk about emotions. Uh, We thought, you know, the beginning of the movie with the alpha being pissed, he was distraught when he found, you know, the queen dead. Um, And the scene that still trips me out to to this day is he takes her body back to the Olympus. 
and he digs his hand in her. And I thought that he was just digging his hands into her heart to get it hurt. Right. Like, but no, because I don't know. No, he digs his hands in her and takes out a baby. A zombie baby. It was a zombie baby. And I was just like, I, I don't know anything anymore. I don't know anything anymore. The logic of this movie is out the door. So many questions. How does that happen? You know, and you kind of get a sense. Well, so when Miranda, I, when two I mean, I know how them. babies are made, but how does a zombie baby get made? Same way, I would imagine. I don't know. How? Like, how do they even? Shoot at the head. I don't know. But it was also like devastating. Like that's when I felt for the alpha. Like he had emotions. He wanted mm-hmm. to have this like Zombie so family. complex feelings and emotions about this. Zombie family. Did you or were baby. you just like, that's a baby? <laughs> I was like, I, it was, it was like, yes, I got the emotional side of it, but I was just like, that's a zombie baby. This movie is d- dumber <laughs> than I thought it was. Like that's like. No, this this it is an insult to Ocean's Eleven to call this movie zombie Ocean. <laughs> like seriously, like at this point, I started to feel bad for Dave Bautista. <clears throat> uh, and I love how like now you you wonder it's a turn, it's a turn. Was this a double turn? Right, because now he's babyface. Yeah. Because now, like, you feel more sympathy for the alpha of, like, they killed his queen and his unborn child. Y'all going to die, and you probably deserve it. Um, at least Martin gets his. Of course. In the most brutal way. And that's when after, you know, uh, the, the alpha sends his army of the dead. Boom. That's that's how the movie goes. There you go. Um, to, to the group. We find out that Martin tries to escape with the zombie head of, uh, you know, the queen. Tries to get out of there before anyone finds him. Um, later to find out that Lily did switch the zombie head with a machine uh, uh, bill counter. Um, so then he ends up screwed anyways because he didn't have it. He got his when Valentine the tiger finds him. And just claws the crap out of him, like brutally, like it looks like a legit animal attack. Like you've seen pictures of people attacked by bears or lions and stuff like that, like brutally gets tossed around, clawed. And you kind of feel like a little sense of justice, like he just didn't get any death. He got mauled to death by a zombie tiger. Right. And and, and yeah, that was like, you kind of wanted to see that once you knew yes. the tiger existed. And, and that was... That was satisfying. Like, 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 yeah, that was engulfing good. the entire head and kind of pulling everything off the bone. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That's justice. That's justicia. That's what you get. That's what you get when you kill the queen. You get mauled to death by a zombie tiger. Noted. Like, I don't, I, noted. Yeah, noted. Noted. Yes. So, also on top of the crew uh, trying to unlock the safe, they get news that the government has decided to move the date of the big nuclear bombing ahead. So because I mean, originally- what would what would a movie with a deadline be without a new deadline? Yes, and that's especially a deadline where the government moves anything up, like that's already preposterous. The government but of course never you moves had to because whenever ahead, you're against the clock, the clock behind. has to. The clock cannot move in your favor. It, it doesn't make yes. for a good movie. 
So instead of having 32 hours or pretty much a whole day, they only have two hours to get it done. So, uh, you know, they have then a short amount of time. You know, Peters is up there trying to make this helicopter work. You know, God, God bless her. Dieter is trying to open this safe. And before that, though, the non-lethal measures, that was very uh, a great scene. Before that, uh, when they were doing the planning, Tanaka had mentioned that there are some non-lethal protective measures for the safe that pretty much prevents anyone from getting too close to it. They found out that those were lethal as fuck and could kill you. And so luckily they had some zombies that they could do some, you know, experimenting on, uh, including microwaving a hand to help, you know, get the zombie to move along, which is, again, genius. Microwavable dead hand. Um, and that was a good, like, that was a, uh, I really liked that with Vandero. That was fun with him when he just, the first one didn't work. Just like, oh, I got to go back and get another one. Yeah, yes, you have to go get another fun. one, another one. Utilizing the tools that you have was great. Especially when uh, he just up but... and left. They didn't know where he was going. <laughs> like, yes. And he gets in the working elevator. Like there's still power in all this. Like that. that's the other crazy thing. Well, that's the thing. They had to turn on the generator, which yeah. they did. And all of that lights and noise as they try to leave, you know, end up not working in their favor. Because yeah. uh, then... That's how they get easily found. But yes, Dieter does open up the safe. But just as that's Quite happening, easily, the art, too, by the way, huh? that's usually safe cracking is there's failure involved. But well, he did. So remember, they made noise because he was yes. like almost through with it. He, they made too much noise. He had to start over. And he said on a good with complete silence, he could do it in 30 minutes. So he he did. We didn't get to see that much of the safe. We didn't even really. We, we pretty much fast forward most of the work yeah. that he did. I bet if there were deleted scenes, the cracking of the safe would be part of it. Yes. But the safe was opened and they grab all the money they can. But just as that's happening, the army of the dead come upon them, including the alpha. And he's pissed because they well, fucked course. up. Even though they didn't really know they fucked up. I don't. They just didn't even really know what happened. I don't think they, they, they ever know. knew. Yeah. No. Uh, they, they don't know. It just, it just happened. Uh, but the scenes, especially the fighting scene between Vanero and the alpha are great. Um, and it leads a lot of foreshadowing of what you get at the end, but, uh, you see the bond between Vanero and Dieter come into play because as you know, you think that their days and lights are numbered, Dieter pushes Vanero into the vault and closes it right as the alpha is killing him everybody else escapes theater gets left behind and pretty much the group gets smaller and smaller they get up to the rooftop uh but also at that time kate's disappeared and so they don't know where she is also um uh maria gets a brutal brutal murder scene where she gets her head completely spun over right as her and Batista are, you know, possibly making a love connection. I know that kind that of was one of the most brutal death scenes I've seen that has nothing to do with a zombie bite. Yeah. That, that, that kind of sucked. That kind of sucks. Yes. You, you get emotionally invested. Happen. You were not that it mattered in the end, but yeah, at that point, yeah, it not, it doesn't matter. Cause now end. you're like, no Oh, Batista's got to go on forever without her, but pff, not really. So, yes. Yeah. 
So they get up, they they try to make their way up to the roof. You know, Mikey gets killed in that. So all you really have left is is the coyote Lily, Batista, uh, and you get to the rooftop. The Alpha still finds them up there, uh, and they just have about enough to leave. But you know, Lily stays behind. She knows why the Alpha is after them. Don't forget about Kate, by the way. Kate Kate's still alive. Kate still alive, but she ran off. This is what she already ran off, right? Because she propped the thing open, yeah. She's so dumb. I just like she's just so dumb. So frustrating. So they get to the rooftop. There, you know, you have just Lily and Batista there. Kate already ran off to find uh Gita. Uh, Peters is trying to get the helicopter ready and Lily stays behind because she knows why the alpha is after them. And that's because she has the head of the queen. Right. And so uh, the, the, the helicopter takes off. They're just about to go. But then when you know what the alpha just javelins, a big old steel pipe to the shoulder of, uh, uh, Lily. And one thing this, I, I don't know why I thought this wasn't going to happen the way it was. I thought it was going to bounce, but it didn't. And that's she pretty much what happens is that she has the head of the um, of the queen over this ledge on the very top of the casino, the very top of the building. And right. The the pulls right through her shoulder. And right as that happens, what else can she do? But she lets go of the head. It just falls, falls, falls. Just smushes. Yes, of course it would. That's it. From that high. Just, yeah. I thought it was going to bounce. I, I, I don't know what height. I was thinking. Even if you dropped a basketball from that height, height, it would probably burst on impact with the ground. Yes. And again, it's like a, it's like a decrepit head. Like it already been de- decomposed. Like it didn't stand a chance, but it was a good splat scene. So really, because that was the only living part of the queen. You kind of right. thought, okay, if he got the head, he she he would still have some living part of her. But with her head gone, again, you got to kill the brain. She's gone. Right. No more Which is queen. why he wanted the head, because he wanted to bring it back. Yes. Because you could, you could, he basically wanted the government to be able to, you know, have their own army of, of zombies, army of the dead. <laughs> army of the dead. So with the Which that, is a trope that's uh, in like every... Alien type zombie movie. There's always that evil government influence that wants to turn this into how we can make the United States the most powerful military entity in the world. Well, that was what Martin. Martin was doing the yeah. work of Tanaka, who was working in accordance with the government, which is how this whole thing got started in the first place. In case Shame. you guys had lost track, here we are. In case you had lost track, yes. My convoluted explanation of this movie. And then so your explanation's not uh, convoluted. The movie is convoluted. <laughs> so uh, you know, the they end up I'm trying to remember, not on this one. Okay. So they they fly off and and this is just uh Batista and Peters. Right. Pretty much Batista says, Peters, you gotta go to the Olympus. Kate's there. I need right. to go find her, I need to go get her. You know, Peter's kind of reluctantly says, fine, we'll do it. Because they literally have like less than 10 minutes. Well, she was pissed at that point because they, yeah, they got nine like, minutes God, yeah. and she was ready to escape. Yes. Even though earlier, so she, in, earlier in the movie, she said she didn't care if she died. No, she didn't. I mean, and the fact that she was really one of the last ones left, like. But now suddenly she does know. care if she dies. So she changed. Well, I mean, like, I don't know if you all want to die in like a nuclear explosion. Like that would kind of suck. I don't know. I get I'm just it. Saying, I, get I think it. it would kind of suck. 
So they go to the Olympus. Batista finds Kate. Kate has already found uh, Jita and one of the other survivors because apparently they had the the zombies that had been keeping them in a room right. and apparently picking them one off one by one to eventually turn them into alphas. So when an alpha bites you, you turn into an alpha. And again, the alphas have right. more of a cognition. They have more mm-hmm. brain function. They have more feelings and thoughts. They're smarter. They're faster too. That was yes. a big thing in um, looking. They're at smart enough to have you know. Head protection. Well, the alpha, really. I don't know about everybody else. But uh, as far as kind of the stunt doubles, they had kind of a huge collection of parkour uh, stunt doubles and and, uh, mixed martial arts. And like they had a huge collection of people of different athletic backgrounds to serve as the alphas because they are really like the pinnacle of zombies. Mm -hmm. They are able to like move faster they're able to uh navigate and like uh not only just their thoughts but just like in any kind of physical fight attempt like they can fight like you're fighting an actual person but this person's dead so uh batista ends up finding uh kate they do also run into a security guard zombie bert uh who has just been freshly bitten um and taking his revenge on them right uh he gets shot luckily and they make their way back up to the rooftop uh, where at first they don't find Peters. You know, they think, man, she took off and ran, but she didn't. She ends up being able to save Batista and uh, Kate and Jita. They get onto the helicopter, but wait, the Alpha's right behind them. Of course, he's not going to speed down. Well, he does this super, like, super spectacular leap, leap onto the uh, helicopter and they fight they fight it out where they do get out of the blast zone uh, they get out of the the shipping container area out of the Vegas strip um, but through that fight Batista gets bit but he's also able now, to successfully we need to go backwards we need to go backwards real quick because there's a key element that that was that was overlooked and that is when um what the heck is his name the guy um Dieter when he locks Vanderhoe in the safe. Well, yeah, I said that. I talked about that earlier. Did you? I missed it. Yes. Okay. I swear. I promise. I said that they, he, he saved them. Yes. He locked them in the safe. Because okay. that is important. Absolutely. Um, I missed it. My bad. Carry on. So they get out of the blast zone, but pretty much uh, not far enough because... Peters ends up losing control of the helicopter and it crashes. Even leaving when, the blast zone, she became the worst helicopter pilot ever. Maybe no, I mean, what do you mean she became the worst? Like, she tried her hardest because Kate's stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry. Even, she started. should have been able to get away from the Alpha a lot quicker, but suddenly the helicopter started moving real slow. Like... Well, she had to like, you know, she was low on fuel properly, uh, probably. She had to like fix a bunch of stuff from True. it. Like True. She they didn't leave her a lot to do. Like she had a no, lot to no, deal with. Okay. And Kate's stupid, so she had to deal with Kate's stupidity killing her. Got it out for Kate, man. This wouldn't have happened. Every like I've seen so many memes of like, really? This movie only needed like four people. You need <laughs> That's true. That is very true. Because Chambers was obviously a badass fighter. Uh, You needed uh, Peters. 
and may, maybe one other person. Yeah. And oh, and and um, you needed the coyote, Lily. Those were the only four people you needed. Yeah. Those were the only four people you needed. Everyone else is, yeah. is expendable. What's a movie? Yeah. So the the helicopter crashes. Uh, you see Kate arrives. She's unharmed. Of uh, you see Peters. <laughs> of who course, Kate's is, unharmed. Exactly. So annoying. I'm just saying, like, so there's also this theory. I'll, I'll just jump to it. So there's a theory in horror movie culture called the final girl. And this is, you know, in most traditional horror movies, especially slasher movies where you have a serial killer or some kind of, you know, killer who's picking people off one by one, you usually have the final person. And it's usually a girl, girl. the final girl. And in this case, it's still kind of that concept still applies because the final survivor, the only one that survives is Kate. Now, another also frustrating part about this, I say the final person who survives. We don't see Jita. We don't know where she is. Right. She is not shown in the wreckage. Like Peters, you see, she's dead. Something right through her, she's dead. You know that the alpha is dead because he got his head blown off. And you know Batista's dying because, uh, you know, the crash, but he also has been bitten. Right. So after all that huss and fuss of finding Gita, or Gita, uh, we don't know where she is. Right. We can Never mentioned again. She died in the helicopter crash, but... I mean, considering she was so easy to forget about during the movie, and then she's easy to forget about at the end of the movie. And the fact that everyone died because Kate had to run off to go save her. Well, her and Martin. Kate and Martin are really the, the, the villains in this. Yes. But Kate has the very difficult task of having to, you know, do what she has to do with her dad being bitten and knowing that, you know, he's going to turn soon. Batista does give her a little bit of money that he did save because they were able to get some cash and kind of stuff it away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most of the money is gone. Pretty much everything is gone because it all goes with the dead people. Everyone who got killed. So he was able to give her a little bit of money. And with tears in her eyes, she has to shoot him right as he's turning. So she kills him. A bunch of military uh uh, helicopters come around seemingly to get her. We don't get to see that kind of final scene with her, but we know that she is the final survivor of the entire group. Because why wouldn't she be? <clears throat> the final girl. That's again, it's a movie trope. And sometimes final girls are the most annoying because they do the most annoying things throughout the entirety of the movie. Sometimes final girls are the smart ones, are the, you know, but this final girl can was, was yeah. annoying. So we jump into what happens after that. Pretty much Tanaka then realizes once the bomb set off, he didn't get what he wanted. He didn't right. get the zombie head, the zombie DNA, because it was never after the money. He was after mm, the zombie. He already had the money. So he's kind of SOL, out of luck. Um, but then we see kind of the aftermath of it. Las Vegas is destroyed, nuked, done. Nothing there left. However, you do see this kind of vault open there's some something open and you realize that there's one person who is alive and that's vandero uh because he was in the indestructible safe exactly that Dieter pushed him in to protect him once uh, after you know he was getting killed by the alpha 
And so he's there with the money because, again, he's the only one uh, that actually had the money. He survived the nuclear zombie apocalypse. So he walks through the desert, ends up with all the money, finds a car that just happens to have the key inside. I know. Just has the key stuck in the headliner. Yeah. And he ends up driving to Utah to an airport where he wants to uh, hire a private plane. At first, the the girl over the counter says, "Sorry, we can't rent that to you." And he's and he like, just takes "Oh, but stacks I can." And stacks and stacks of money, and quickly she changes her mind. So he ends up on board. He charts to Mexico out of the country. Decides he's going out of the country. Um, and as he's celebrating with the stewardess, he ends up getting a little sick. You could tell right. he's exhausted. He's fatigued. He can't stand up. So the stewardesses take him to the restroom where he can kind of just take a moment. And in there, he realizes he's been bit. And so, damn, Slowest we have an, another zombie. zombie. You have a carrier. So, yeah. How does a zombie apocalypse spread, Greg? By plane, by air, by sea, like all of this. This is how it continues. Now, is that something in zombie law logic that some people take longer than others to turn? So that's a good question. So, yes, yes. Because I'm using my zombie expertise here. And some others didn't. Because that was hours, like not even hours. It could have been days. He drove to Utah. Like. He, and who knows how long he was in the rubble before he came out. Then he drove to Utah. Then it had to have been at least 24 hours. And he had charter the plane, yeah. get on the plane, fly, like, even if it was 12 hours, like it took Batista 15 minutes. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, there are in some zombie movies and some logics, it will take longer for some people to turn than others. This amount like of time. education involved because mm-hmm. he does have a PhD. So is that one? well? So this is also an interesting thing. So it seems like maybe he got bit by the alpha. So when you're bit by the direct alpha, that would make the sense. Main, then maybe the way you turn is different than say if you were doing by the other, you know, other alphas. Yeah. Um, now, honestly, granted, that's a good point because he also bit that other guy, Bert, and mm-hmm. he turned into a zombie pretty quickly. So I don't know. I'm already like second guessing my own logic because but maybe you also him. have to have certain qualities as a human being mm-hmm. to become an alpha. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But- now, I don't know if you remember though, too, where again, if we're using some of the Greek alphabet, uh, there is a, almost like a burning sign, some kind of ingrained sign on Vanderhoof's chest, which was mm-hmm. an omega. Mm-hmm. So there is a sign that maybe he is the chosen well, next the alpha. Thing. Here's the other thing about it too, and I'm sure this is going to come out in the in the. We have to have a sequel. Um, we have to have a sequel. He was happy about this discovery. Yeah, I mean, he was a little. I think at first was kind of shocked, but then realized, like, Quite oh happy. damn, he's like he's kind of cool with it. Like he wasn't freaking out about it. Yeah, like he had a big and smile on his face at the end of the movie. Yeah. Well, and it goes back, you know, to he was the one talking about was as they were in the vault area, they saw these skeletons uh, that looked kind of similarly like the trio. And he talks about this time loop. Um, So philosophically, he already has these thoughts and ideas about 
being a zombie and the actions that they took. Um, but you're absolutely right as far as what does this imply? Because one, now he's going to another place and two, he is the new alpha. He's pretty much the new alpha. And so what this means as far as the, the virus spreading somewhere else, does this mean he gets involved? You know, does he barter pretty much and says, I, you know, he doesn't really know, not really anyone outside of the military knows about, you know, the intent of utilizing these zombies for warfare. Well, and, and here's the thing too, like he's discovering, he makes this discovery while in possession of a whole bunch of money while on a plane. Money plane. I mean, it all comes full circle. Like literally. Comes Money plan. Yes. Well, that's pretty much the summary of Army of the Dead. Lots of zombies, some strange killings, uh, zombie tigers, zombie babies. Um, sorry, baby. Yes, that we know. Of. Um, you know, karma yes. coming at you. Um, and Kate ruins everything. I mean, her name's Kate. Of course, she's gonna run everything. Like, yeah, that's kind of a lame name. And she had bangs. And I know. Don't trust anyone with bangs. Yeah, mm-hmm. and also this could have been a four-person job: a coyote, Dieter, Peters, <laughs> and Chambers. Well, that's and you needed, needed Dave because you have to have a leader. And. And you, you, I don't know. Chambers seemed like you know she could have handled it herself. She, you know how many zombies? Okay, yeah, but, fine. We'll get. We'll get. We'll yeah, get. Yeah, but Dave. her and Dave were in this in the beginning. So yeah. Dave, it's me, Dave. Plus, his name came first in the opening credits. <laughs> it is Batista. Realize I have not uh, used uh, Dave Batista's character name this entire time. Um, his character's name is Scott Ward, and I have not said that once because he's just Batista. Well, it's Dave. And just like Kate's Kate Ward, she's Kate, she's stupid Kate, she's dumbass Kate. And Big Kate Dave ruins everything. Big Dave. Dave? Like it's me, Dave. I don't understand how you would put Batista in a movie and, and not just name his character Dave. Yeah. Because he's you're Dave Batista. He's just Dave. Yeah. Like, Scott. What kind of name is Scott? No one remembers Scott. Scott, like Scott Ward. Scott. No, nobody. Scott Ward? Like that's Scott Ward's like You know what you could have named him? Dave Batista. Yeah. Dave, it's me, Dave. Like, it's he's Dave no matter what. No matter what. He's dead, he's still Dave. He's just Dave who's dead. It should have been Army of the Dave, Dave of the Dead. Could you imagine a whole movie just an army of Daves? Dave would never go for it because Dave wants to be a serious actor, although he made this movie. So, yeah, there you go, Dave. Good luck with that. Dave, it's me, Dave. Doesn't want to do Guardians of the Galaxy because he doesn't want to be a shirtless hero. Dave, it's me, Dave. Great job, Dave. Yeah, Zack Schneider, man, just bringing us the jewels that we need in 2021. God bless. So we're going to go to commercial break. On the second half of this, we're going to give our final thoughts on this. And we're also going to kind of bring back that WWE tie-in because, of course, storyline continuity is very important with zombies. Uh, But we're going to be doing that right after these commercials. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, 
everything pro wrestling, make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. So you froze, and, and you freeze on some great things, but you literally froze on this for a while. It was great. Great. It's great. Like the whole countdown, you just were in seven. 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 <laughs> That's how. <laughs> okay. Um, so, final thoughts on the movie. And this is kind of the comparison that we're going to be doing. Because, again, this is only the second time we've done a movie review on the Hashtag Miranda Show. The other Money movie plane. that we, we did review is Money Plane, starring WWE Hall of Famer Edge. And and TV movie legend Kelsey Grammer. And Joey Lawrence. And, and Joey Lawrence. Yes. A star Some of the cast. baddest so, motherfuckers on the planet are on that plane. So we're gonna compare. So what do you think was the better movie? Money Plane or Army of the Dead? As bad as Army of the Dead was, it is far and away better than Money Plane. So far. Done. Because both are like designed to be bad, in my opinion. Like, but Money Plane was lower budget. I mean, it was obvious they kept changing rooms in the plane. It was obviously just a redecorated room. With yeah, they just the same thing. Money or Army of the Dead had a huge budget. Like it fit the genre. They just CGI'd a whole person in there. Like they. Just- but that wasn't the original design. They just had to do that. Um, no, but that but talk about the fun like the the amount of intricate work that they were able to do with their budget, like is is you know some good work. Yeah, uh, and that's that does kind of does kind of suck, but um, yeah, it's it's I would still take this over Money Plane ten times out of ten. Yes, I, like I, as we get more okay. movies and we can insert some in between and get some better rankings, I'm sure. Army. Uh, first of all, we should never review a really good movie on this show. That just wouldn't be any fun. No, no, no. That's right. not allowed. Plus, most that's wrestlers don't star in great Miranda movies. Miranda right, so. right there is that we are not going to review any good movies on this show. I make that promise to you, listeners and viewers. If it is a good movie, go somewhere else. Yeah, go I'm see not it, but we ain't going to talk about it. Huh? Just go see it, but we ain't going to talk about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go see it. I'd like to see but all But this good. was, I would still definitely take this over Money Plane any day of the week. Any day. The other thing I want to ask, so now we know about the movie. And the one of the reasons why we heard so much about the movie was, again, WWE featuring these zombies um, during WrestleMania Backlash. Now that we know more about what the movie was about, one, I think... And let me know if you agree. If there was actually more of a tie-in to the movie's premise with like alphas and understanding more about that, I think it probably would have been more well-received uh, or or fans may have been more under. Now, I don't want to say understanding because they're not. But I feel like maybe it was more of a wasted opportunity to not tie into some of those other elements of the movie uh, with WWE kind of zombie, you really did feel like it was just going to be another zombie movie, but it took a lot of these concepts and took it to a whole far other realm. I mean, is there anything that you think now watching the movie that you wish they kind of tied in more or done a little differently with what they did with, with WWE at, at backlash? Absolutely not. No, no, because the biggest mistake 
when they brought back the King Kong movies, the biggest mistake they did was showing him in the trailer. Like, you reveal too much and then people are, are less interested. Like, I think they did just enough. They basically told you, this is a zombie movie, this is a zombie movie starring Dave Bautista. And that's all you needed to know. Um, I don't think showing that, oh, well, these zombies have a hierarchy and some of them are smarter than others and have emotions because there's alphas. I don't know that that would have, because then you would have had to like, then the Miz would have had to go into his marine mode and been killing off zombies and then had to come up with alphas. And then there would have been more zombie interaction to even get us to the point of understanding this. And any of what you're talking about, any of those points that they were trying to make would have been lost in the fact that, yo, we have zombies on Raw and we have zombies on WrestleMania Backlash. So I don't think anybody would have welcomed it. The whole reason why the zombie thing didn't work in WrestleMania Backlash was because no one told anyone it was going to happen until it happened. Like, there was no, it wasn't advertised as a zombie lumberjack match. It was advertised as a lumberjack match. If you said it was a zombie lumberjack match sponsored by Army of the Dead, people would have been a little more okay with it because they would have known going in, yo, this is going to suck. Johnny Morrison Mundo Nitro. Johnny Nitro Morrison Mundo, first of all. Is he now the new alpha? Talk about a long turn. I mean, damn. Like, maybe that's the match at WrestleMania next year is him versus Vanderhoe or whatever his name is. Like, that's... That's your celebrity match. Talk about, you know, when that guy, no one knows who he is as an actor. And here we are, you know, maybe making him a major star all of a sudden because mm-hmm. he's wrestling John Morrison at WrestleMania. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to see it. I think John Morrison at this point would be perfect at that. Um, I mean, he's super agile. Yeah. Like he could do all he the moves. Be He'd make a good alpha. Now, here's the thing. The person most likely in the, on the WWE roster right now to kill zombies is The Miz. So... Now we Sometimes you do, have to, you do what you have to do. I Look, mean, Greg, I've Batista. had conversations about this with very many dear loved ones. Uh, if, that, if I ever turn into a zombie, you need to do what you need to do. Because then you risk the virus spreading. You know, I won't be who I am. Anymore. You won't be, if we turn into zombies, we are no longer us. You gotta do what you gotta do. I don't know. Should someone take that opportunity away from you? I mean, that's, what kind of friend is that? I mean, it'd be kind of cool to be an alpha. Dave? It's me, Dave. Like, Dave would have been an alpha. Yeah, that's true. That would have been. Think about how boss that would have been. Like Dave Batista as a zombie, as like an, an alpha. alpha, like maybe like super way stronger and faster. That's kind of cool, right? I mean, come on, like missed opportunity. Because Kate well, had a what and was that on? Johnny, uh, so Johnny Nitro, Nitro Morrison Mundo, Johnny Morrison Nitro Morrison Mundo. Yes, yes. I mean, he has a queen. He does. Taya. And Frankie. Frankie. I mean, she has to turn into a zombie, which would suck for her, but like, you know, love is eternal. Might as well. She would make a super cool queen. But instead of a baby, they have a dog. And the dog would be a zombie too, because in this universe, animals turn into zombies. Right. Just like the zombie tiger. They make a cute little zombie, little cute Pomeranian. So what are they going to do in the sequel? Like, you got to top the zombie tiger in the sequel. 
And it's going to be in Mexico. So. I mean, what's in Mexico? There's tigers, but there's like more natural tigers. Um, Would it be an army of tigers? I don't know. Huh? Would it be an army of zombie tigers? I don't know. I don't know. I think like it depends. Like you could have like zombie coyotes or like zombie. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I have to figure out. Zombie jaguars. Ooh. There you go. Yes. Yeah. There I'm digging that. Yeah. By zombie the way, I mean, birds. there's got to be a sequel, right? They set it up to be a sequel. They, I mean, yeah, they have all the elements to do it as a, as a sequel. So, I mean, you you just don't know. We don't know. We don't have any confirmation yet um, from Zack Snyder or Netflix or anyone as to if not in the sequel, sequel. But there is a prequel already called Army of Thieves that that is um, in in I guess development or whatever, um, mm-hmm. and and stars a lot of people and and I guess well and it's already been done. Like it's already done. So that's another thing, though, too. And I don't know if this will be the the prequel, but when they get to the casino, this group finds out that other groups have been hired and done this before because they have the same plans. They have. If you think about it, so so the prequel is called Army of Thieves. Sure, seems to be based on. You know, it's it's set set before Army of the Dead, and actually, um, apparently, is is based around Dieter. Somewhat, so it's going to be interesting to see. But I think it's going to be maybe more it. from the maybe the thieves will be more the bad guys in this. If you think about, oh yeah, it could be right when the zombie apocalypse is just starting. Right. Um, instead, because this is very much further out, it doesn't say exactly how long, but you assume it's been quite some time after this uh, initial thing happened. So yeah, who, and then who there knows? is a uh, animated series coming out called Army of the Dead: Lost Vegas. That will be a prequel and, and do more of the characters around zombie outbreaks. So that is, uh, yeah, there's more. This is a franchise. This yes, franchise. more zombies, please. I will always be in support of more zombies. You got prequel, you got animated series, and likely sequel all coming. So you're getting what you want. Dave, it's me, Dave. Maybe not enough Dave. Hopefully that, that means more WWE tie-ins as well. God, I hope so. And, and look, if we can't get the Miz to play Johnny Cage in the next Mortal Kombat, let's well, then what are we doing? Then what are we doing with all one this? Because we need the Miz in more movies. Oh, if Miz ends up playing Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat, we review in that movie. Oh, God, period. Yes. Absolutely. Period. Yes, a hundred percent. Anyways, everyone, thank you so much for joining us on this week's edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. Please let us know your thoughts on Army of the Dead. Did you enjoy the movie? Which scenes did you like the most? What are your thoughts now that you've seen it? You know, with the tie-in to WWE, whatever it may be, let us know. You can find me at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook. You can find him at ChairShotGreg on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can find the ChairShot at ChairShotMedia on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Again, we'd love to know your thoughts. We definitely want to know, you know, what you thought of the movie in general. If you would want to see a sequel, any of the things that we talked about today please please let us know also don't forget 
If you are listening to this through your favorite podcast streaming platform, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Subscribe and get notifications every time a new episode drops. You can leave a five-star rating and leave a review. Let me know what you think of this week's show or any of the shows that I've done in the past. Also, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your chair shot and IZW t-shirts. And of course, you got to visit thechairshot.com, your place for sports entertainment and sports entertainment. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. And also don't always forget, zombies, aim for the head. Yes, aim for the head. That's the one thing you learn. I get so frustrated when people don't know how to kill zombies. At this point, like, everybody should know. Like... Everyone should know. Yes. Like, have you ever, like, have you ever watched a zombie movie? That's also a frustrating part when people just, like, go for the body and they're, like, stunned. Like, oh, my gosh, how is this person still walking? Because you go for the head. Always. Always. If the one thing you take away from this week's episode. Head, yes. Always, always aim for the head, yes. Use your head. By aiming for the head. I should make a zombie shirt that's like half zombie face and then half always shoot the head instead of always use your head. Yeah. I had to think about it. Gotta think about it. Well we'll have it in time for the Halloween season, everyone. That, that's good. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. That's, that's fair. fair. Yes. I'm already making promises that I don't know if Greg can keep. We'll but that's all right. We'll that's all right. Thank you all so much for listening or watching this show, this episode. We will be back next week. Make sure to check out thechairshot.com. All of the great things happening on social media. For Greg DeMarco, I'm Miranda Morales. Thank you so much. And don't forget to keep it soft style. motherfuckers on the planet are on that plane. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.